What's going on world? It's your girl Fluid Flower and I'm so excited to tell you all the ways that you can support me. First, if you're not following me on Instagram and TikTok, you better start now. Follow the podcast at Fluid Thoughts Pod for updates on new releases of episodes, Patreon content, and podcast announcements. When you click the link in my bio, you'll find all the links you need to support me on Patreon, Anchor.fm, and also a link to my website for blog posts, show notes, and other special projects coming soon. Whether you donate, listen, and download, or become an official patron, your support helps me to create original content and bring you fresh, fluid, flower flavor that I know you love. Did I mention I have audiobooks that are written and read aloud by me exclusively on Patreon? Trust me, you won't want to miss out on these stories. So go ahead, subscribe, like, follow, share, and most of all, enjoy. Your support is forever appreciated. Now let's get back to the show. Welcome back, bitch. Um, I'm your host, Fluid Flower, and I am back with another episode of Fluid Thoughts. This is a special edition episode because it is July 4th, 11.26 p.m., and I am struggling from insomnia and can't sleep because everybody wants to pop these motherfucking fireworks. Now, I done made a couple videos on the TikTok and on the Instagram trying to be funny with it, but bitch, I'm tired. Y'all been popping these fireworks since June 29th. And y'all still gonna be popping these fireworks well until the end of this month. It's not that fucking serious. Put these goddamn black cats and fire bitches away. Put them away. (laughs) I'm so fucking tired. I've reached a point in my life where it is everything is just work. Work to maintain, work to upkeep work to 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 sleep and I all I want to (laughs) do I was texting my older sister today and I said all I want to do is sit on an island and eat mangoes and not gain any weight (laughs) I just want for once for everything to be okay one of the main reasons why I feel this way is because it's just like I'm kind of tired of doing like work to maintain the status quo. I'm very tired of showing up to work Monday through Friday. Um, Even with, and mind you, I have a cushy job. Like I work from home. We have summer Fridays, but I think I'm, I'm tired of maintaining the work of the status quo. And I'm tired of maintaining the work of like climbing, you know, the, uh, the corporate ladder or like doing the rat race. I'm so fucking tired of just doing work that doesn't add value to my life. I wish that I could just be a 100%, you know, creator and artist, just live my life experiences and garden and throw dinner parties and live this life of lays and leisure and just have true, meaningful, impactful experiences before I cross on over to the other side. But I, I'm i just like at a point where I'm like, what does all of this shit mean? I'm at this job and I am trying to move to another team, you know, for better opportunity and everything. And these are things that you pray for. 
right? Like these are things that we sit down and we manifest and we write in our dream journals and we pray to God and we venerate the ancestors and we write a vision uh, and make it plain and we claim and believe that we already have it. Whatever floats your fucking boat. And then like in the process of getting there, there's still bills and rent and money that's due money that you don't have money that you need you still trying to figure out all the stuff that's going on it's family drama it's all kinds of shit and you're just like I wish I could just wake up and just do things that preserve the earth and we take our breaks and we have lunch and dinners together as a family we go rest and we paint and we, you know, hang out with friends and family and we, we just do as we please so long as we're doing the work that preserves society. Like, and I feel like for me, that's where a lot of the time when I get on here and I'll be like, I'm so tired. That's where that shit is really coming from. Because I understand that regardless of what superstructure your society is in, you're always going to have work. We need food. We need potable water. We need, you know, drinkable water. We need, you know, clothing. We need technology. There's a lot of things that we need. But I don't want to work to the point where I'm ready to jump off a fucking bridge. I don't want to work be because I have to pay for basic necessities. And, you know, I have to pay for a roof over my head to not be homeless, to not be a part, uh, you know, a ward of the state, to not be controlled by the state apparatus, and to not be a, a slave to the state. That shit is tiring. And I wish more people would kind of like feel like this. And I wish I was around more people who felt like this and that we could get together and do something and we could organize ourselves. I'm always rejuvenated when I'm around like, like-minded people who want to work towards a common goal of tearing down the superstructure and building a new now there's groundwork that has already been laid out by people who do this on a regular but as someone who's trying to come into like organizing like I said before in the last week's episode I don't even know how to come into it because I'm just so fucking tired all the time and I'm just tired of working towards a common goal for a capitalist I want to work for a common goal where we all have access to safe, you know, abortions or healthcare, childcare, daycare. We all have access to food. Those are the things that I, I wouldn't mind working for because it makes sense. Why wouldn't you start a community garden to be self-sufficient so you're no longer dependent on a very, very like strained and stressed supply chain that where one natural disaster can literally stop a country even a country in the west can stop a country from receiving food you know what i'm saying like you have you could have a, the the el nino the tropical depressions that shit well we seeing that shit right now with covid which is a natural disaster of epidemiology or epidemic am i saying that right <laughs> it, it's a natural disaster on pandemic proportions i should say and we're seeing like all of these shipping containers and uh you know freight uh, freight ships and shit like that being stuck in water 
can't get around because it's just too much shit being moved around. Nothing can be, nothing can leave the ports. And that that is that is the type of superstructure that we're living on because there's nothing that is local, that is homegrown. Um, everything is imported, exported, rely, relying on the businesses. Um, you know, our livelihood relies on businesses and that's just not a good life model. And so you keep going through that every single fucking day you're just like well shit what's the point like why don't i just grow my own vegetables but how you gonna grow your own vegetables you've been sitting in traffic all fucking day and you're and you're tired you've been beat you you the sun been beaming down on your back your coochie hairs are, <laughs> are sticking to your pants because it's so fucking hot in your car don't got no goddamn ac the check engine light is on the brake pads are wearing out and people are like, oh, just start a garden. It'll be great. Start a garden. With what money, bitch? <laughs> I got to pay my rent. Also, okay, this is another thing that has been bothering me. This is a throwaway episode. Like, this is just going to be something that you can just listen to whenever you feel like fucking listening to it. Like, literally, I was sitting in my bed, depressed as shit. And I was like, let me just go talk about my feelings on a podcast. <laughs> but, okay. I have, I have been very careful. We're going, we're two years into this pandemic. I've been very careful. I have not contracted COVID-19. I don't plan on it. um, And I don't want to get it at all. But it's like, I feel so much pressure to like, just stay in my house and not do anything. Because I'm like, I, that is literally the variable at this point that has been saving my life. Like sure, mentally, I'm not in a position where I want to stay in the house because I wasn't really all that like, go, let me go outside. I got to go to the club. I got to be pushing people. And I'm not hating on people who go to the club. I'm just saying like, for me right now, doing that is just not what I want to do. And so sometimes, you know, I get invited to go out places and like, we're going to go to this place. We're going to do it up. We're going to brunch it up because brunch has now turned into the club, to the club. And I'm sorry, if I can't throw on some sweatpants and my ASICs with my orthotics, (laughs) with my orthotic support, I'm not coming. I'm not doing a full face. I'm not doing a full beat. And I don't want to be around screaming people and drunk people trying to shake ass to drink mimosas. I just don't want to be around that. So I feel, often feel this pressure when I do get invited to places to like stay indoors, but also like it's with good reason because bitch, this pandemic is not over. Monkeypox is like a global pandemic now. It's like 6,000 cases last I heard a few days ago. And now you have like the B4, B5 variant of like COVID just like ripping people to shreds. And I'm just like, I'm not trying to be one of those people. And so it's like, how do you balance with staying sane and like having to like you know do these things where you want to have I do want to travel I do want to go to other countries I do want to go see friends in other places but at the same time I'm not trying to get that shit girl no like absolutely fucking not and also at the same time I would love to just like go on a wine tour it's like how do you do things safely when your government has literally abandoned you and has like mitigated all precautions like there's no no more mask mandates i live in texas so like literally i think it was governor abbott was one of the first fucking governors to be like 
We'd open up the businesses again and you don't have to wear your mask and blah, blah, blah. And this was like before like vaccines and stuff. Now they didn't told us like, well, if you get the COVID now, the vaccines you have and the booster shots you have may not necessarily work. What is it? Ah, ah, it's enough. So if it, I, 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 am I going to be boosted every single four months, every six months? We cannot vaccine our way out of this pandemic if there's no fucking, like, precautions of, like, safety and testing and and quarantining and, like, multiple shutdowns and paying people to stay home. Like, I'm so tired. And honestly, let's talk about quarantine, bitch. Oh, bitch, because I miss quarantine so fucking much. Oh, my God. Staying at home and not having to go nowhere but the grocery store. I don't have to interact with nobody. I don't got to be in traffic. Oh, my God. Like... Yes, I understand, like, millions of people literally lost their lives and died. I am just simply saying the aspect of not having the pressure to go out. Oh, my God. That was, like, fucking amazing. And so, yeah, you know, sometimes I miss being able to go out, like, freely and just, like, do what I want. I think there was, like, a time a few months ago, like, my older sister and I, we, like, went out to go eat and there was barely anybody there we ate outside and like we enjoyed ourselves and we wore a mask if we had to walk inside not that that really helps because once you take your mask off you're exposing yourself but you know I've, I've done what I can do within my limits and I just feel like the world is just opening up way too fast doing too fucking much and I'm just like I I can't move like that <laughs> I can't move like in the spirit of, oh, let me just go out and be like everything is normal because I'm vaccinated. Because, girl, it's a whole bunch of people with vaccines that's been dying. And I am not trying to be one of them, child. Like, and then, oh, this one, this, this is another thing that's been pissing me off lately. Okay. I think it's so weird how people just project onto each other, onto social media. Like, you literally don't know this person. You see something that they write, and you just assume so many things about them. So on TikTok, I follow Dr. Asher Williams. She is a researcher at Cornell, PhD, and she, like, researches stuff about the pandemic. She always, like, updates us about the what the World Health Organization says about, like, COVID and what the CDC says about COVID. So I trust her opinion. Um, But she was, like, talking about all the stats and the statistics and, like, how she's like upset, how she feels abandoned and how she too, like she hasn't gotten COVID and like cases are ramping back up. So, you know, wear the strongest set of masks you can possibly find, N95s, K95s, things like that. And I typed, oh, thank you for sharing this information because I don't really watch the news. And so I'm glad that you're sharing these links and resources with us. And then someone like replied to me and they were like, you can't live your life in fear. You know, you just have to, like, go out and live your life. Hijot. Stupid. Goat. Who said I'm not living my life? That's y'all problem. Everything is external. It's not that I'm not living my life. It's just that I'm a high-risk person with type 2 diabetes, endometriosis, asthma, anemia, astigmatism, motherfucking everything, mental health issues, been suicidal before. I am trying to do everything I can to fucking protect myself. And when y'all be coming up and be like, oh, like, you can't live your life in fear. Please, I have a lot to be fail for of. <laughs> if I want to live in fear, why won't you allow me to live in fear? Is it because you don't want to live your life in fear? You think being precautious is fearful? Because those are two completely different things. And so I'm just like, at this point, 
I'm just going to start blocking people. I mean, it's not even start. I always block people on social media. But it's also just like, girl, shut up. Don't project that shit onto me. A healthy dose of fear ain't never hurt nobody. That sometimes can save your motherfucking life. And y'all be so ready to go, oh, don't live your life in fear. Live your... Girl, okay, well, what you want me to do about it then? Because <laughs> I'm not trying to die because you don't want me to live in fear. Girl, bye. And it's like, you can't really express yourself to other people around you because everybody else is like, well, you're just going to live and you're just going to do that. Okay, but is it really living if I'm risking my life to catch this virus? And I feel like nobody really be understanding me. And I'll be like, okay, whatever. And I just end the conversation right then. Because it's not just like the projections from social media and TikTok and shit. It's also like conversations that I've had with people in my life. And I'm just like, what don't y'all understand about I am high risk? And I feel like people don't respect that and they don't care. Like living with these conditions and finally for the first time in my life accepting that I'm disabled is very scary because like the people in your life don't accept the fact that you're disabled. And so will, they will still expect you to perform at a level of what you've performed, but the way that you've been performing your whole life probably also contributed to you now being disabled. Like, I think I've said this before, I'm literally always repeating myself. When I clean my house, I think, you know, like I mentioned like all those girls on TikTok and they do like their reset with me videos. And I'm like, bitch, I can't do all that shit in one day. If I clean, it takes me a full weekend to do my house. So Saturday, I started with the restroom. I had to scrub the tub and take breaks. I had to clean and mop and sweep the floor and take breaks and then do the counters and do all of that, clean the toilet. Each thing took me one hour to do because I get so tired. I don't have it in me. I don't have the energy. Like my diet has changed. I don't eat that many carbs. I am anemic, so I, I get I'm about to be, you know, low iron. And so I pass out easily. Like it's so much stuff that happens and that goes on. And so I'm just like, how do y'all do this in one day? I also think that sometimes when I talk out loud, what you guys are getting right now, (laughs) you're actually getting like an inside snapshot of my mind because these are the conversations that happened in my mind. And I was like, you know what? I'm just going to sit down and record this and maybe I'll feel a little better because I've been feeling anxious, anxious from the fireworks, anxious from the work week that's coming up because I don't feel like I got like a, a break, break, break for real. And like I have a lot of like errands to run this weekend that involve me leaving my house and I don't fucking want to do them like it's just a lot. So my point being is that, wait, I just lost my thought. What was I saying? Yes. Basically performing at a level, which I was performing at before contributing to my disability, but I've also been exploring. This was the thought I wanted to say also been exploring and understanding the fact that I possibly may have undiagnosed ADHD because I will literally start something And I I remember talking to a friend about this and they were like, oh, like you don't have it. You're just a creative and, you know, you just get distracted. And and I'm like, I don't I don't think you understand the severity that it's not just distractions. It is the overwhelming feeling of having to do, you know, everything all at fucking once. So when I do. So, for example, like when I am cleaning the house, I can't just like do one project. Right. So let's say there's dishes, there's vacuum stuff, there's laundry. I still need a meal prep. Say there's like a whole bunch of things that I need to do. I will literally start things and stop them and go start things. So I'll start picking up the dishes. 
oh, well, once I start picking up dishes from around the apartment, well, let me uh, get the vacuum out. Oh, you know what? You know what I also need to do? Let me pull out the comet. So when I'm done with the vacuuming, I'll get the comet. Well, you know, the comet's here. Let me take out the trash. You know what else I need to do? I have not read this book and I need to just take the time. Let me take five minutes right now and read the book. That is literally my brain. And I have not been tested for it. I want to take the test for it. I don't know if medication will help me, but I do want to look into like uh, maybe if there's like therapies or coping mechanisms that can help with it. I know a, a one thing that I do do is <laughs> do do one thing that I do is listing because when I start to feel overwhelmed, I'm like, oh, shit. Let me just write down everything that that needs to get done. And then once I write down what needs to get done, I'm like, okay, I can do two things off of this list today and that will be successful. But the anxiety part of like doesn't go away because there's something in me that feels like I got to do this. I got to do it. I got to do it now. I got to do it now. And I'm like, I... I physically can't do it. And then when things like pile up and I feel like everything's piled up and I didn't do the two things on the list and oh my God, well, I only did half of the two things. Oh my God. And then that's when I, the depression seeps in and I'm like, well, you're a failure and you've never, you can't do it. See, you can't even do like a simple set of dishes. Well, okay. If you need to do the dishes, what you need to, it's just, y'all, it's a lot. Like I'm a lot to handle and I'm a lot to deal with. And so that's why I'm just like, I wish we were back in quarantine where the expectation was just you just sit down at your motherfucking house. You don't have no expectation to go see people, to go be no be nowhere, be nobody, because everything's closed and everything is shut down. I wish we had an actual quarantine like they did in other countries where the government would send food to your house so you don't have to fucking leave. But yeah, we live in America where they just gave the right to abortion uh, for states' rights and made it a states' rights issue. Let me tell you something. Uh, we 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 flew with thoughts for real today because we just bounced all over, and that's okay. In no situation should the state have control over your fucking body. I don't care. The state is not a god. There is a wonderful quote. Like I said, I repeat myself all the time. Um, Doctor Joy James. There is a YouTube video that I'll have to go back and find. Um, where she talks about the state acting like a God uh, taking life. So if the state wants to deify itself, and I'm paraphrasing loosely, if the state wants to deify themselves by taking life, then the state needs to behave like a God and give the life back. So when these cops are shooting 90 bullets into a human being and 60 of those bullets go into their body, they should be able to not only extract the bullets with that same power, but to give the life back. But since they can't fucking do that, they should stop taking life. Jalen Walker did not deserve to lose his life. I don't give a fuck what they found in the car. I don't care. If you cannot give the life back, then don't take it. Period. They still popping these fucking fireworks and bitch, we don't get shit to celebrate. You see why I'm so fucking tired? Like, it's just so much shit going on. Black people still dying. Abortion is now for states' rights, and we're still expected to just continue. I talked about this on the last episode, so I guess this is also kind of like part two that I promised. But, child, like, we need to be working towards <laughs> anything but these, but fucking work for capitalists. Like, I'm just so, I'm over fucking everything. I'm over it. 
I remember I was recording the last episode and I felt stupid for like putting in the little commercial that I made. Cause it's like, how you gonna sit up here talking about organizing, but now you trying to sell people your work and your body and your mind and your labor. It's like shit, even in the midst of talking about organizing and, you know, moving towards an actual left wing that is not the fucking Democrats. That's another thing, but I'm gonna get into it in a second. I'm sitting here still like using modes and modalities of like capitalism to sell my labor, to sell my audio books, to plug in, you know, my content to try and become uh, not trying. I mean, I am a content creator, but like to be like a famous content creator to get like brand deals and clicks and views and likes. And it's like for what <laughs> to have a place of comfort in this empire that is literally nothing but mass death and carnage like I know that's very like what's the word I'm looking for that's like very morbid very macabre but it's also just like damn like I just always feel trapped in this like fucking rock in a hard place of trying to create art but trying to stay alive and trying to like not uphold capitalist values but also like I need money to survive like I know I can't be the only one feeling this way like you want to have the things that you want to have but you want them to have meaning but you also are not trying to work for the rest of your life okay so how do you not work for the rest of your life you got to get rich or at least that's what we think we have to do in this current superstructure. But then it's like, okay, we got to tear down the superstructure. We got to organize. We got to do stuff. But at the same time, basic necessities need to be met. We got to meet them basic necessities. Oh, you ain't working and you ain't eating. You ain't eating and you dying. And then at the end of the day, they win. So it's like, fuck. <sighs> These are the things that go through my mind all the fucking time. And that's why I'm literally always fucking tired. Um... I mentioned something earlier about these good for nothing, do nothing Democrats, because <laughs> let me tell y'all something about these hoes. These bitches are fucking playing us. These bitches are going to get out here on motherfucking November and these goddamn midterms and be like, this is the most important election of our lives and we need you to donate $15. Can you pitch in front? Bitch, I'm not pitching in for shit. I'm not pitching. I'm not doing motherfucking nothing. You motherfucking do it. And what I want people to understand is that the Democrats are not left wing. The Democrats are very conservative. When you look at their fucking policies that they vote on, these bitches be bipartisan with the fucking Republicans. Both of these bitches is pro-war. Both of these bitches is pro-colonization. Both of these bitches don't give a fuck about your body unless your body is being used for for all for state labor and for being being a literal fucking slave so that the state can capitalize off your goddamn body bitch they don't give a fuck about us i need people to put that shit to bed if a bitch come up to me talking about so vote beto i'm not i'm not i don't give a fuck about beto I don't care. That motherfucker is a moderate. I don't give a fuck about Beto. I don't give a fuck about any of the squad. Fuck each and every last one of them. I don't care. You know why I don't care? Because I don't know these niggas personally. I don't know about other countries, so I can't speak about other countries. But what I have observed in America is that that thing that people do with celebrities, standing celebrities, bitches be doing that with politicians. Bitches be like, oh my God. 
Beyonce wore a Beto hat, so we should vote for Beto. Have you read any of that motherfucker's policies? Do you know motherfucking anything? One of the hardest fucking things is still talking to people who are like friends or family members or people that I associate with, still talking to them and them still thinking that like, that that America would just be better if America just did things the way that liberal democracy has defined them. And I'm like, you do know America is literally America because of death, bondage, and slavery and dying, right? You do know that that is how the status quo is maintained. And y'all thinking that everything is going to be better if people simply just vote in more progressive Democrats, that's not going to fucking happen. Because what's going to happen is that these progressive Democrats get fucking bullied. These bitches be getting fucking bullied because, again, there's a status quo to maintain. These bitches also get hundreds of thousands of dollars in salary each year. You don't want to lose that shit. And if they speak to their constituents to a certain degree or talk to them in a certain way, they will continue to be voted into office and they will get health care and they will be able to do insider trading. They will be able to have a little bit of power and they're going to keep doing a little bit of power. Therefore, they're not going to keep voting in whatever policies you think that they're going to be voting in because the establishment not going to let them do that. Child, this shit is a fucking game to them. It doesn't fuck. They don't give a shit if they're progressive, if they're social democrats, if they're this. Eventually, all them niggas will continue to be pro-war, vote for the Iron Dome. They will continue to do what they do, which is maintain the status quo, to uphold Lockheed Martin, to uphold fucking war companies and criminals and weapons of mass destruction. That's all this shit is. That's when I say every motherfucking day, all we have is each other. Oh, child. Yeah, I, I just, I be going through it. And these are the things that be on my mind. And this is why I be so fucking sad all the time. You know, I'm doing this thing on TikTok where I am pretending to like do soft life, but I'm not really pretending. I'm like pretending, but not pretending. I'm just essentially using delusion to make sure that I don't, jump out of a window if that makes sense so like when I feel anxiety or life (laughs) you know shit like happening I will go and make myself a matcha latte when I don't have enough money for groceries I will stand in the middle of the store and I whatever I'm doing I will stop whatever I'm doing and I'm like God please make sure that I have enough and if I have to push shit back, yes, as embarrassing as that is, because it'd be foods that I need. It'd be fucking vegetables and like, you know, meats that I need to change up my diet because I can only eat certain meats now. I'll be having to push shit back. I'm like, OK, well, Lord, let me have enough for the month. And then I'll be I'll come back to my house and be like, oh, look, I'm eating like a king and I'm not <laughs> eating like a whole ass popper. And that's fine. Because I'm just like, at the end of the day, sometimes delusion is all I have. I am literally making a board of delusion on Canva and I'm going to make a video about it. I'm like, this is what I think to whenever I go to those dark, depressive times in my brain or those rather those dark, depressive corners in my brain. And I just look at this little Canva thing that I created for myself and I'll be like, yeah, no, I make $200,000 a year. Mm hmm. Yeah, no, I paid off my house. I paid off my mama's house. I bought two new houses. Yeah, yeah. Even though that's not like my real goals. Like my real goals in life is just to be comfortable. Like 
but in like within this superstructure that we're currently living right now and once we change the superstructure my goals will change right like what i ultimately want in life is for us to literally live in a world where we have the creative freedom to truly express and be who we are without causing harm to other people i just you know in the current superstructure of things that's how i imagine but i also imagine outside of that if that makes sense so i when like a, a world that i imagine without capitalism is there are gardens everywhere and the sea levels are back to normal and life starts returning because we're not doing this intensive destructive capitalism all over the goddamn planet that is literally harming the planet harming humans harming other animals other creatures and like everything we do is for the collective so sure even even if you're a software engineer or a podcaster or a painter or a talk show host, we're just doing it within the realm and the, or the structure and that we're keeping each other and the planet and everything safe. And we're not like, I don't know, like it's this, this whole nonsense of like celebrities and staying culture and, um, you know, like just negative shit, like all fucking over that was born out of capitalism and racism and, and inequality. We just, we don't have that because we've worked towards it. We've done what the abolitionists have told us to do. And so we can literally live out our, our dreams of, of just existence and, and peace. And people be like, Oh, that's a utopia. It's not necessarily more so more utopia. Cause that's not to say that conflict won't exist. But what I am saying is if, if a bitch is tired, it's because a bitch been digging in the mud all day, uh, digging her motherfucking carrots and sweet potatoes, and I'm not tired because I was sitting in fucking traffic with these fucking Stonehenge goddamn buildings every fucking where, taking up all the concrete and, 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 and not having any any place for the floodwaters to go, destroying the land in the name of capitalism. I'm not going to be tired because of that. I ain't going to be tired because I don't have no fucking house to live in. I'm going to be tired because I've been, I've, I'm sitting up here working in my victory guard. I'm tired because I'm cooking all day from, for the dinner parties that I'm throwing. I'm tired from being leisure, tired from playing games, tired from hanging out with my family and I'm ready to go to sleep. My circadian rhythm isn't off anymore because I'm not sitting up here at fucking 1230 in the goddamn morning hollering on a podcast about capitalism. Shit. Don't playing around here. I'm fucking tired. <laughs> All of that to say, I imagine a world, two worlds. It's so funny because my line number when I crossed Delta Sigma Theta, or rather I should say I crossed into Delta Sigma Theta, my line number is eight. And I, when I crossed into DST, I really got into like numerology. And numerology says that eight is the, it represents the balance of the material and the immaterial world. And I've literally been like that. My line name is the Vasilate vocalist. Vasilate to go back and forth. It's, it's, a, it's a bit of shade. <laughs> it's a little bit of shade in it, but it's fine. Um, but basically to go back and forth, I'm hot and I'm cold because that, that is literally my nature. Sometimes I get so gassed up and I'm so hype and so ready for things, right? For things to take off and I'm amped up and I just know that I'm going to be like this a hundred percent of the way. But then when life starts throwing curveballs at me, I do a complete 180 and I'm like, nope, 
I've met too much resistance, so I'm turning back around. And so for me, I've struggled with that, but I've kind of learning that it's not necessarily a bad thing. I'm just a person who shifts my boundaries whenever I need it to. So if I'm hanging out with a person and I see that they're cool to me and they chill or whatever, but I start to notice how you treat other people, oh baby, you've ended our friendship. Because I'm not about to be associated with a person who treats other people poorly. Sure, you may be nice to me. You may treat me like a person. But if you're being a disgusting, ableist prick, you think I'm about to continue to be friends with you? Then no, then I cut off the relationship. I have a very short tolerance for people. and have a very short tolerance for nonsense. And so the moment that I figure out that something is nonsense, I'm, I'm done. I also represent eight in that you know, balance between the material and material world and where, like I said, I'll be gung ho for something. But when I am, when I get new information, I will literally stop being gung ho for it. And, you know, for example, like when I was a Christian, I was a super duper devout Christian evangelic, evangelicalist. I don't even know how to say that word, but I was like, I was a missionary. You know what I'm saying? Like I was traveling to Mexico, to Panama, my goal was to travel the globe with this uh, ministry called Global Expeditions and Teen Mania Ministries. I was going to travel the globe with them and um, go to all of these third world countries because I just believed that if they just gave their lives to Jesus, that everything would be all right and they would stop being poor and that they would get everything they needed if they just gave their hearts to Christ, not realizing the geopolitical and socioeconomic turmoil that is put onto those countries because of Western hegemony and United States imperialism. We sit over here talking about, you know, when I was Christian, it'd be like, um, you know, Haiti is, is the poorest country in the Western hemisphere and they're so poor. It's so crazy because there was a pastor who literally just did, I don't know if he just did it, but I just saw it on TikTok. He did like a whole sermon about why Haiti is poor and Haiti is poor because they practice voodoo. Let me tell y'all something. Y'all better get off of Haiti's back. I know that. Haiti, if it were not for Haiti, if it were not for Haiti, there would be no free black people right fucking now. So everybody sitting here getting mad because Haiti still recognizes uh, voodoo or voodoo as a as an actual religion and they pay homage to their African ancestors and who they are as people. Get off of Haiti's back because if it wasn't for Haiti, your ass would still be in motherfucking chains. The first free black republic. Don't you e put some respect on Haiti's name. Put some respect on it. Don't fucking ever play with her. Don't ever play with her. Sac passe. <laughs> Girl, I don't even know what that means. Child, let me Google what what did what that mean? Child? Let me say sac passe. Meaning. Girl, we we got the what that mean. Yeah, okay, what's happening? Sock passe. I didn't mean to end his life. Monday, Monday night, something, you know. <laughs> oh, I'm going to have a blast editing this episode. But my point is, once I figured out that that shit wasn't true, and I was essentially doing white man supremacy, like there's like a a formula. It's like like colonization is formulaic. People just don't just go in there. I mean, they do, do They do be going in there and be like just chopping off heads and shit. But it's very formulaic. There is a way that white supremacy works. 
people will go to these continents and to these foreign places or considered to be foreign places. They'll go to Africa, they'll go to Oceania, they'll go to South Asia, they'll go to China, they'll go to Asia, they'll go to Latin America and be like, hey, everything that you're doing isn't right because you don't behave like us white folks in a, in a, in an essence. Right. So now, you know, the first thing that they, they start to do is the religion. Well, you know, you shouldn't worship so many gods. You should just worship one God, like how we worship one God. Okay. Well now the missionaries come. There's a history of violence with missionaries and the missionaries go in and they take over and, uh, you know, they, help with the the colonization of the mind through religion through the bible or whatever you know religion that they're choosing to use as forms of social control and so people go on in there and now all of a sudden changing the mindset changing the people changing the religion and then here comes the military power here comes the economic power that they take from the people robbing the land of minerals i think i saw a post today and i'll have to go and verify it but uganda apparently found like trillions of dollars of us dollars worth of like gold nuggets and then someone like quote tweeted the picture and was like be prepared to hear about human rights struggles in uganda because that's how they get you we as people in the west as people who live in the imperial core these weapons manufacturers the empire the government the military they weaponize or rather they manufacture our consent so now you're going to hear about some dictator or some fucking uh, uh extremist groups hurting the people and the u.s needs to do intervention to go help the ugandan people and then all of a sudden the Ugandan people ain't helped. They done took all the resources and, and, and they done robbed the country blind. And they will absolutely do that. And what helps that is missionaries who go in with that with that religious aspect coming under the guise or I'm just trying to save you black nigger baboon monkeys from your Africanoid religion and give you this religion that will help you better your situation meanwhile the whole time it is the powers of the west U.S. hegemony uh you know like European countries who are trying to get their piece of the pie and and fuck over black people in other countries and all around the world because they're trying to get the hand of our resources but me as a missionary thought that I was just doing the Lord's work and spreading the gospel, not knowing that I was literally laying down the foundation or rather being very reactionary, right? To the circumstances of people who live in so-called third world countries. So the moment that I found the flaw and what I was doing, I stopped and got the hell out of Dodge because that shit wasn't for me because I'm not about to contribute to that bullshit. And so all of that to say, going back into like, numerology and the balance between the material and immaterial world and this world that I imagine for myself within the superstructure and a world that I imagine for myself when the superstructure is abolished I have an internal conflict because I'm like which one am I supposed to be following throughout I can't you know organize by myself you can't organize by yourself we can't organize by ourselves it, it literally will come from us organizing in mass like in the billions of us being able to change this world and I do believe that is possible at the same time mama's trying to get this rent paid <laughs> um I just got approved for a credit card and I don't know how I feel about that because I'm like I needed a way. I prayed to God. I was like, God, you know, I got a lot of stuff to pay for. And 
I need a way to pay for things. And, you know, after I pay rent, I need to be able to buy groceries because this not having food for 10, 11, 12 days and eating ramen noodles and boiled hot dog water is not going to cut it. <laughs> and then, then Joanne, the scammer, she's like, no, what's sad is you eating boiled ramen noodles in your hot dog water. <laughs> but, um... Yeah, like, I was like, I can't keep going through this. Like, that shit is really fucking with my mental health. You pay your rent on the first, and you sitting over here, you don't have food for or for seven, eight, nine, ten, twelve days. You begging family members, can I please borrow some? Can you dash me some small? That's a dollar. And all the small dashing, dashing here and there that you're doing is not even enough for the grocery. Because, like I said before on other episodes, $30 gets you three things. You want to have real food? You got to spend like two, three hundred bones. You know what I'm saying? Like that shit is so fucking crazy to me. But my point being that I pray for God to give me away and maybe the universe answered me in the form of credit because my entire life I've tried to get credit cards and I've always been denied. Well, this is the first time I've been approved. I was even shocked that it went through. So now I'm just like, okay, well, I got this little credit limit. I can, you know, have a way to like be okay when I, so I can at least get gas and groceries. I don't have to spend money on skincare or shopping or clothes, but I can most certainly, like how I did this Saturday, order myself some food and not be like, oh, I can't get this because I only have $20 in my account and I, I got to eat pasta for, for the next five days and eat spaghetti for the next five days when even though as a diabetic, I really shouldn't be having spaghetti. It's not that I can't have it. It's just better to have more fat, fiber, and protein than it is to have just like plain simple carbs that can end up spiking my sugar and put me in the hospital and I'm not trying to go to the fucking hospital I'm trying to lower my sugars I'm trying to get my a1c to continue continue to stay down you know it's just all of these factors that go into how life lives every day but again like I said it's that internal struggle you know was I blessed from the universe to give me a you know a a line of credit to help me with my financial situation because that's something that I've been praying for and working towards or did I just get approved for a credit card because the economy is really fucking bad and the banks are like banking on me defaulting on my credit so that they can make money from my debt you know what I mean like (laughs) and so it's just like you just keep I'm just always in this fucking internal struggle that balance of the material and the immaterial what is here and what is yet to come I'm always in that fucking struggle of like what am I supposed to do which is also a reason like why it takes makes me you know just a little crazy sometimes I I I admit that I I have I'm a little insane and (laughs) that's why I'm sitting here at 12 50 in the morning July 5th oh the fireworks stopped just I had to get on here and talk and just voice out my thoughts because I felt like I was going to explode and this is the most calm I have felt all fucking day all day I've been doing stuff I started the day with laundry I ended up you know doing stuff to meal prep I cleaned my kitchen I did like all sorts of stuff to prepare me for the week and every time an hour would pass by my heart would sink a little bit lower and lower because I was like child I don't want to go to work tomorrow I don't want to do anything tomorrow and like I always feel like nobody in my immediate life truly truly understands what I'm saying and it's not by the their fault it's just that they're not in the moment with me going through it like I absolutely have friends and family that I can rely on and talk to 
um, you know, when I feel like this, but again, I'm very considerate and I'm like, I don't think I need to call somebody every time I break down because they're going through their own shit too. And I'm also used to being the strong friend that's there for everybody else. But, and, and even as the strong friend, like, yes, I know I need people to talk to as well, but I have, you know, an insecurity about me where I always feel like I'm annoying people when I call them. I think I've, you know, like I said, I repeat myself before I had a friend say, girl, why you don't be calling me? Well, one of the reasons why I don't be calling my friends is because I'd be like, oh, they don't want to hear me. They don't want to hear what I have to say. Let me leave them alone. And it's just something of just genuinely checking on them and seeing how they're doing. But then for something in my brain is just like, no, don't do it because you'll annoy them and then they'll go away and then you'll, you won't have any friends. So just be quiet and let them, let them just live their lives. And when they're ready to talk to you, they'll call you so you don't annoy them. And I'm not doing it as a way of like, oh, I feel like I shouldn't reach out to people because it's not that I don't reach out. It's just that I don't reach out as much as I should because I literally... <laughs> I'm always mentally breaking down. So that was a mouthful. Yeah, I I I want to see the world changed, but at the same time, bitch, I'm trying to get this motherfucking money. You hear me? <laughs> All of that to say, bitches is broke worldwide and some bitches is just more broke than others. And even though I'm going through stuff, I always like try to consider that there are other people who are also going through things. And I try in in a way to just try to remind me to be grateful for the things that I do have because there are people who have so much less and they have so much less because it is a result of the US taking so much from everywhere else on this fucking goddamn planet. But okay. Um I think I've talked enough. So, I love you so much. And uh signing off now. It's been Fluid Flower and uh, I'll see you all next week. Or until my next mental breakdown. <laughs> Bye. Bye.